Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 342 for February 20th, 2020. It's 2020. Awesome. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly. It's 2020. And it I'm is Adriel. 2020. And I'm the guy who doesn't care about numbers and dates. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you Why do I like it? Why? Welcome to episode 342. and two. No, two. no, 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 no. It's That's so many grammar. Twos. Oh my goodness. We're at 42, 342, 342 and 2020. Second month, 20, 2020. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. February and 20. And, and 2020. 2020. And 20. You know what? Next week's going to be awesome because it's going to be the 29th. Yeah. You're going to be all right with that? <laughs> it's going to be exciting. <laughs> When, to do something uh, special. Leap year. When what? Okay. No, never mind. Nope. I was gonna. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. I was gonna ask you when Valentine's Day was, but I thought, nope, too soon. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <sighs> it was on the fourteenth. Which Are you was... sure? Shut up. <laughs> and what day of the week was that? That was Friday. I thought what? it was. <laughs> I thought it was the Thursday. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. And what do you do for a fundraiser that involves? Um, I don't look at a calendar. Clearly, phone. <laughs> Maybe if you did, they wouldn't come up with mistakes and okay. made that one too easy. Thank you. You know what it is? It means that I'm going to get you to edit the calendar. You think you're oh, volunteering? This is fine. Uh-huh. Shut up. Yeah. <sighs> if you don't shut up, you make fun. Guess what? You get voluntold. All right. Why don't we talk about what we did in guns? What we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. It's Canada's premier firearms retailer. So uh, let's see what we got going on there. We have, I just opened it. I just, I I put on the, they got some bipods, some big, heavy, mean bipods from machine guns and stuff. Yeah. So it's the G3 bipod and it's on clearance. So it's only $150. Those are some pretty significant bipods. What would you be actually? Go ahead. It's what? like one of them big, heavy bipods. What for machine gunning stuff? Machine heavy. gunning, power, fifty cal. For the HK G three, uh, three weight. Sure, but it's big and beefy. Like that it looks is. like it would like live like at home. It's not your gravel. atlas. What? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we say beefy, I wonder how heavy. Like, but do we really care? You don't care when you're laying down. On, it's, yeah. it's supporting the gun. It's it's the the weight helps. <laughs> so you have this big gun and you have this little tiny bipod so, and it goes. It, <laughs> just because it says it's for the H and K G three, will it fit something else? I wonder. With uh, JB Weld uh, and God, anything is possible. Yep, it's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Calgary Shooting Center. Awesome. Hi, Jeff. Or is it... Okay, we have to make a distinction. Is it Geoff or no, is it... of course not. <laughs> Jeff. 
I lost my oh. mind when Dave said that last I week. Know, I know, right? Giggled. And I lost my friendship over the whole, you know, you should call him up and ask for a hand-picked cooey because, you know, SKS. people are dumb. And no, it's SKS. Yeah, SKS. SKS. Thank you. Did people stuff? actually call in and ask for hand-picked SKSs? I'm sure yes. they did. Oh, that makes me so happy. Just to try and get me fired. <laughs> what did I do to them? Pre-fired, right? Tested? So, yes, cited in. Cited in with, and with, with a letter target. of authenticity. Because we said that he had to do it, right? So you actually got a signed target. Your your eighteen inch group at twenty five meters <laughs> signed by Jeff Reese. Yeah, like he doesn't have enough to do. Okay. Yeah, uh, called tonight and I like barely got a word. Yep, yep. Okay, okay, yep. Email me, click. Done. <laughs> so I was Trevor reminded of my place in the picking order. Yes, Kelly. What do you mean in the picking order? He oh, sends uh, you messages about anything that's on sale, so like no. you're pretty high in the packing order. I don't get any. He just sells a lot of stuff to Trevor. That's true. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He makes money off of Trevor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is Danny. How does I yes. work for him? But I owe him money. How does that work? Mm. Doing it wrong mm. or doing it right? Mm. Store credit. Because yeah, it's like your addiction. This like, is like when I worked. You at are Light. in high risk situations every time you get to, to work. High risk situations. <laughs> when I worked at Pizza Light, I used to get like five Dude. pounds a week and half a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> Eat all my food, all my all my pay. Yeah. All right, is it my turn? Yes, it's your turn. Why don't you tell us what you did in guns this week? I went to the wonderful city of Fredericton and taught. Hey! At- yeah, I got to see. I was hashtag my tribe. I was with all the peoples. The peoples. And um, we put Fred. on a IPSC chief range officer course. So when you're in the sport of IPSC, you have three levels of officials, the range officer, the chief range officer, and the range master. So this was a chief range officer course. So it's for people who want to um, work at a match at a higher level where they're in charge of either a squad or they're in charge of a stage, or they're in charge of a bay with multiple stages, okay. and they would they would be the primary authority over the all people and stages in that region. The application of rules and penalties and procedurals. Um, they're the first step in the chain of command of a scoring challenge. That okay. that sort of thing, right? So that was the course I taught this weekend. It was. Um, a great group of people. We had uh, Wild Bill from Prince Edward Island came over. I um, saw that. Greg and Lynn came from. Oh, I love this. Greg and Lynn came from uh, Hampton. They were kind of on the fence, right? Got Lynn a little apprehensive. Am I ready, Greg? Do I really want to do this? I've got enough on my plate, kind of. You know what I mean? Those are the people you want, right? Those yeah, are the, the busy people, you know. People. Yeah, well, not just uh, the, that. The well, people no, that are unsure. The, and, the guy who shows up and says, "I'm going to be the best chief range officer ever," and he can't wait. You know what I mean? I'm like, that might be true, but you're scaring me a little bit. Person who's a little, you know, apprehensive about getting in. Then they're when they take the trouble to show up. You know, it's good. So, yeah, and they're going to pay attention as well, and they're right? going to absorb right and listen to how attitude. much. Yeah. Oh my god. So Lynn yeah. shows up. <laughs> Lynn shows up a little apprehensive. She got a ninety-eight on her first test and a ninety-seven on her on her second test. So I'm like, here's how it's going to work at home now. You're the chief chief range officer. <laughs> and Greg Greg needs to work for you. You're in yeah. charge now. So so does Greg know this? Yeah, yeah I, I believe okay. I said it. Well, I don't know. It doesn't matter as long as she how did, tells. How him. did he do? 
not as good as her. Okay. <laughs> no one, to be fair, did as good as her on those tests. It was awesome. So, um, and then there's um, there's two closed book exams, and there's a stage design exercise. And so, prior to the course, there were the students are informed that they have to submit. They have to bring three stages: a short, medium, and long. And they have to prepare them in such a way that they're going to be um, sent away for level three sanctioning approval. So, okay ripped apart and stuff so everybody brought like varying degrees of preparedness to that activity um god love daniel bud from woodstock he was essentially exempt from that section because he had just gone through the sanctioning process for the best new brunswick provincials we've ever had so he just brought in all the stages went here you go bitch like <laughs> it's like so he was good to go on that section um and then uh, Justin Brown was there. He's already got some match director experience, so he did fine. We had one recertification person, Larry and I co-taught. And um, Mark Manderson hooked us up with um, meeting space in the school district office down there. So my technology, being a teacher, just uh, links up seamlessly with their technology. So it just went, I had smart board, overhead projector. It was just fantastic. So huge shout out to Mark for making that happen. He will actually be a student in the RO course that comes in April. I do CRO in the middle of the year because these guys are already officials. I do RO in April right before the season starts so they don't forget what they just learned because we start mm -hmm. shooting in May, right? So yeah. So it was a good time. Uh, I'm really happy with uh, everybody and how it went. And then uh, I got to work at the shop. Here's one of the projects I worked on. I worked on two things. I worked on uh, my nephew's Kui 600, yeah. um, preparing the stock. First stock I ever worked on. I think I sent you guys some pictures. Yeah, it looks um, nice. Not the first stock I worked on. That's not true. First stock that I have gone through from start to finish from let's strip the old finish off, start the sanding process and um, start to refinish. So we're at the point now where it's stained. Next, I'm going to apply coats of true oil. So the true oil, you literally just put on your hand and you gob it on. You just rub it on there pretty thin and then steel wool because it's going to dry with these little tiny bumps on it. You, and you steel wool those off blow it all off, put another coat on, same thing, and repeat and repeat. Yeah. And in the end, you get something that looks like, where's the one that's handy? Um, yeah. Let me show you this. This is what the true oil product will look like when finished. See that nice shine? Yeah. The wood is sealed and protected. How would you this compare true oil to lin linseed? <clears throat> oil linseed. Um, I would say that it's not as good, but easier to use. Mm -hmm. Linseed is, um, I think, Adriel, a more durable product, but it's going to take longer to, uh, it's longer and more complicated to apply. Yeah. Um, I'm saying that based on a memory of what I was told. I've not actually worked with linseed oil, but I was going to do, um, I think, an Enfield stock in linseed oil, and it was quite the process. Talk about boiling it and soaking it and stuff like that. So, anyway, um, and then we started to do some testing reassembly, and I discovered I discovered a, discovered a bit of a problem. Um, I was trying to reassemble the magazine tube on the Kui six hundred, and 
put the pin, the pin didn't go in the hole correctly and it actually caused a burr on the inside and the magazine tube follower didn't go in and it wouldn't go in all the way and stuff. So Joey gave me a hand, show to Joey. We took an old Mosin and Gaunt cleaning rod and where the patch would go, he wrapped sandpaper around it, put it in the chuck of the drill, put it down inside the magazine to, yeah. And then that, that turning of the sandpaper would just hog out the material that got pushed into the magazine tube. It's not perfect, but it's, it's working, but it's going to, it's going to work better. We need to take a bit more off because there's some failures, not feeding quite right. So anyway, it not only has to look good, it has to uh, work good as well. Then the other project that um, we worked on was this. Uh, We talked about this before. This is my STI 1911 Trojan in nine millimeter. And this is what it looks like with satin bluing. Satin bluing is probably, if your gun is blued and it's an IPSC pistol, this is a fantastic finish because the turnaround time at the shop is quick and dirty. This is very easy. Degrease, sandblast, gas, throw it in the tank, done. And the finish comes out looking fantastic. Is it shh? Yeah. And like, so this is a gun that's blued but polished so you see there's a bit more shine there at least the slide has been blued and polished the frame has just been satin blued so there's a you can see how one is coarse and rough and the other one is kind of polished mm-hmm. if you look at the top here they didn't polish the top that's because you don't want light shining off of that and getting in your eyes while you're aiming but this in this case my my sti i just compared my tanfoglio to my sti because the tanfoglio slide has some polishing on it so this has all just been quote-unquote satin blued satin blued or satin bluing is um, a fancy name for we were too lazy to finish the gun properly and didn't want to polish it a lot of new hunting rifles like um, your savage 111s your savage axes that's all they are man they're mm-hmm. just sandblasted and blued so yeah yep it's quick but it but it's bluing it's going to have all the benefits of a blued fire but it's just quick and and um if you're not worried about getting scratched and stuff because it's an IPSC pistol, it's just it's a fantastic way to, uh, to put a quick finish on your on your gun. Um, there's pictures on our Instagram of how I say ours, like it's mine and Adriel or uh, my Instagram, the show's Instagram, and Denise's Instagram of this. And in one of those three Instagrams, so follow us all, of course. Um, there are also pictures of my godson's Narinko NP29. 1911 that Denis Cerakoted, and you can can hardly tell them apart. Satin bluing to Cerakote is very, very similar. Uh, and then uh, I bought this. I forgot to tell Denis about this. Uh, this is exciting. This is my first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my first double barrel 12 gauge. So yeah. this is a um, Baikal. Or uh, Baikal. It's named after Lake Baikal in uh, Russia. So it says made in USSR. It is a 12 gauge. And um, the wood is pretty much the same as on my single shot 20 gauge here as far as color. Now, this, my uh, 20 gauge here, I just showed you guys was refinished. So when Denis refinished it, the color came out a little lighter than originally. Originally, it looked just like this double barrel. And this is an IJ58 something MA or something. I don't know. They've got some some silly numbers. Anyway, it's 28 inch barrels, 
double double barrel, two triggers. Um, yeah, so shout out to Ben. Um, I got this. Uh, I got this from him. Got the same butt plate as all the other bicals. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's nice. It's got a nice bit of filigree on the top of it as well. Yeah, there's uh, there's engraving top and bottom. I mean, it's not yeah. super fancy. It's not an expensive no. gun. Like it's no. not an expensive gun at all. But it's still nice. What yeah. you call that? Filigree. 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 Yeah. Is that what they call Fancy. the engraving on the metal? Uh, yes, that's what they call it. That's See, she's a, a shotgun story. snob now, Adriel, right? Mm-hmm. She shot a little bit of... Um, she's showing off. Yeah, man. She went out and shot one uh, one round of the one, skeets. You bet. And now, uh, yeah. Now what it's we do? like, you mm-hmm. bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. New I got gun high day. gluten taste. Yeah. <laughs> high gluten, yep. Yeah. Speaking of highfalutin, there's another new gun here that I might as well show you guys while we're talking about new guns. Yes, please. Oh, it's still in the case. It's still got that new gun smell. <laughs> Don't breathe in too hard because you get the coronavirus because it's an Arenko. Oh, it's an Arenko. Yeah. Hello. Another NP29 1911 Narenko in 9mm. <laughs> How many of those have you purchased now? Four? Holy smokes. <laughs> I don't know. What are you going to do with this one? I don't know that either. Oh. What is this? The Spanish Inquisition? Stop yeah, asking then questions. Why did, why is the price it? good? Oh, yeah. Yes. How much did you pay for it? Can't Where'd tell you. Where did you get it? I got it at work. What are you going to do for it? I don't. She what am I going to gonna do for it? <laughs> <laughs> I traded actual currency for it, Kelly. Really? Yeah, I didn't even work this one off. I actually like purchase purchased it. Wow. Put a red yeah. dot on it. Yep. I will not be putting a red dot on it. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. New trigger? Possibly. Laser grips. Mm. Yeah. Freaking laser beams, yeah. So Oh, I know what you could do. What? You could send it off to um a black box and have like something really cool done to it. Or I could have Denis do something really cool to it. Well, yeah, that yeah. Now that he's back from, <laughs> <laughs> or he's gonna have. Will he do? Oh, so can he do designs? Just like more of the stencil work. There? Yes. Yeah. Scrimshaw. Yeah, man, Scrimshaw is, I think, Scrim- what the technical term is for. No, I'm talking about a little bit more detailed paint jobs. Airbrush. Sure. You want like okay. uh, a lady's silhouette on the side of your pistol, or like oh man, Stephen Seagal or something. He's done a Joker themed nineteen eleven that was all purple and green and stuff. That huh. sounds uh, horrific. It was horrific. I mean, the work was good, but the idea was horrific. He's also done a. Did he do that? We live in a society. I yeah. can't. Either he did it, or someone was going to. Uh, Jason Philp was somehow involved in this. Either Jason oh, Philp got Hi, him. Jason. To, Somebody wanted uh, a John Deere themed Kui. Oh, I love the idea. <laughs> you guys have seen the John Deere SKS, right? That's on the yeah. side of the lawn tractor. Oh, I love yeah. it so much. <laughs> so it was green and yellow, and did it have a stencil on it? I don't know. I don't remember. Some things I block out child mm. abuse, John Deere themed guns, ex girlfriend named Aaron. You know, you got to block out certain things. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, uh, I wanted to talk about this last week. Uh, we got sidetracked. Um, we have surpassed the gun dudes in the most amount of episodes. Everything's a contest, Sweet. right? When the gun dudes wrapped up, 
I believe their last episode was 341. And we are oh. way past that now. So it's we've passed a we've yeah, achieved one. yes. <laughs> we have achieved a milestone in uh milestone mile, milestone oh, in milestone. podcasting. No. Yes. I'm still trying to do the counting thing in my head. Oh crap, she's right. We are only at three forty two. Well they got yeah. to three forty. So yeah, Oh, was it just three forty? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah, we are way past Kelly. <laughs> two. two. Two more. So Our guy goes up, up to now. two more. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there, now Tommy went on to his own show. wanted to have Tommy on. I uh, reached out to Stan, Travis. Travis was trying to hook up with some of the guys. Anyway, um, life happens. Tommy was actually going to book the day off to come on to talk about it. Um, I was hoping Travis was going to track down Carl and Stan, but it never happened. So if you're new to program podcasting, if you're new to us, you may not have heard of the Gun Dudes. If you can find back episodes of the Gun Dudes, go go listen. They were the first. They had so many listeners, it was insane. But they were the only show in town for the longest while. And Gun Nation came on board and, and a couple other big ones in the United States, and they started to share the listenership. But the Gun Dudes kind of were like pioneers. They were the inspiration of Canadian Reload Radio, like, Christopher Anderson's on CGN going, all right, there's all these American program podcasts popping up all over in the U.S. How come we don't have one? Next thing you know, him and Andrew Craig and Mike Dixon start talking, and boom, Canadian Reload Radio happened. So um, they were, uh, yeah, man, they were pioneers and stuff, and they were around for a long time. I don't know if there's any show out there that has um, surpassed them other than us i don't know i mean we're not the we may at this point even be the longest running program podcast yeah i was gonna say like in terms of episode count some of the other guys might run more episodes or like shorter episodes and more of them yeah but in terms of time like a weekly podcast for this many years we probably are the one of the longest running ones we're gonna be the simpsons of podcasting as long as That's, you keep they've been on for ourselves. 30 years you know that right Gotta yeah maintain the- relevance yeah, exactly. Um, and, and start predicting the future like they do. I was just going to say, like the coronavirus, they predicted that. Right? Did they? Did they? You know, are you kidding me? They predicted oh. the coronavirus too? Yeah. Mac Ronan is a witch. We need to burn on a stake. This is crazy. The amount of stuff they've predicted is insane. L- look look it up. Anyway, all right. So, yeah, man, we passed the, the, the gun dudes. I don't know if any of them listen, but, you know, hats off. Lots of love. Uh, Spencer the Whale. He was a gun dude listener. That's how we met by going to the uh, Meg 40 that the gun dudes put on Utah. I open carry there, by the way. I don't know if I ever brought that up or not. And the um, first time you mention it, is it? Yeah. Well, I open carried in Utah once. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I've, been, I've, been get, I've been getting called out, man. The boys were at Canadian Patriot Podcast calling me out for not going to Shot Show and stuff. Like I'm a chump, and I'm not saying they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Good on them for going. Yeah. So anyway, uh, if you haven't heard them, go go listen. Game Picture Podcast, good show. Very not not a, a, a well, I mean, it's a gun. Sh- well, is it a gun show? It's a political show done by gunnies. How's that? Would that be a good description? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess they had Matt on a couple episodes back that used to be a uh, host with uh, Tyler over at uh, International Liberty or Death Podcast. He used to love that show. Very edgy, not for everyone, but you know, if you're a man and you don't need a safe space, you might enjoy it. That's it for me, kids. Adriel, you were out killing stuff. Good for you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Let's hear about it. Went uh, went rabbit hunting with the boy. Sorry, Yay. went coyote hunting. We were, and you got rabbits. We were coyote hunting and uh, doing the calls, and he was like moving around all over the place. So <laughs> we weren't going to see anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gonna At least I thought. Uh, and then we went down from the blind, and uh, a rabbit was like hanging out with us the whole time. We were like doing these death calls for rabbits. Yeah, this all this like crazy <laughs> stuff. And this rabbit's oh my just God, hanging Fred's out, dying. Yeah, yeah. They had coyote sounds, and it's just like hiding at the bottom. And when we went down to the bottom, and it ran away, and it started hiding, even though it was you know right there. It, it, it was white. The camel was good. So uh, popped that guy in the head, and uh, I skinned it out, and I left it at my parents' place accidentally. But it's frozen, so whatever. Treat for them later, I guess. And then that was shot with the uh, Savage 64 takedown, which was actually... Mm-hmm. Pretty accurate. Was it? Accurate enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, with just iron sights and the rabbit like 15 yards away, sure. Good enough. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh... That gun didn't. It ran fine with me. It was like minus twenty. It was it was cold out, uh, and then I ran a couple mags through it, and it was fine the whole time. Uh, I would say that uh, the thing I disliked the most about it at this point is the case that it comes in. I think I showed that before on, on the yeah, show. Yeah, it's like it's very crappy. bulky for the size of that gun. It could be like a third the size and and still be okay. It was okay, and then it like slings over your shoulder, and it's just like a little package kind of thing that's on your shoulder but it could be much smaller it, it could be so much better i think uh and not cost a heck of a lot more okay uh let's see here i, I so i've got a, a sporterized 303 um number one mark four and you have it handy i could make it handy pretty quick here. yeah do, do yeah, that yeah uh, okay i'll bring it, I'll, I'll i'll pull it out after kelly's here uh i'll talk about that in a minute then I'm thinking of sporter, uh, unsporterizing because it's sporterized. Uh, I got some AliExpress grips, and this probably gave me coronavirus, but uh, you can see that there. And that, <laughs> Let's see them? Yeah, that they're uh, they're oh. kind of like, uh, uh, this is the Cocobolo grip. Would they say it's Cocobolo? I think it is. It's real wood because I could check on the back yeah. that it's, it's not like a, a, a laminate or anything like that. I got a couple of different grips. They're about 10 bucks a pop. I would say these um, require fitting. Uh, okay. So the, the holes in there uh, were not deep enough, uh, so I needed okay. to just relieve them a little bit to to get those screws in there properly. So you brought out the drill, uh, the Dremel, yeah, yeah. You brought out the Dremel, Dremel for everything. Mm. Uh, yeah, but uh, but now mm-hmm. they fit just fine, and they left uh, you no choice, really. They left me no choice. I have to Dremel everything. Uh, yeah, um, they look good. They're, yeah, they they're nice looking grips. And then uh, I was actually talking to Tim from New Brunswick. And he was like, hey, there's like these uh, laser grips you can get on eBay for 1911s. I'm thinking of getting one. Have you tried those? I'm like, no, but I will. <laughs> they finally showed up. And uh, they worked for about a minute and now they won't work anymore. The contact no. pad here is uh, is toast. But that's okay. No. I can replace the contact pad. I can put like a little yeah. micro switch in there. And have it so that when you grab onto it, it lights up the laser. I could do that, but like the, yeah. the downside is that like that's like the batteries and the guts of the thing are all like open to the elements on your grip. So if you were to I don't know put your mag in a little bit sideways or something like that, you could damage some of the uh, some of the internals on this uh, on this laser grip. So it's pretty cheaply manufactured. Um, I wouldn't count on it working. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, just while we we're uh, going here, I was kind of cleaning this uh, this this 1911, and I noticed that my 
uh, I think it's called your what plate like firing pin plate. What do you call this? Firing pin Where? plate. The little slider bit that goes up on your oh your the firing, firing pin, pin stop. Firing pin stop. I noticed that there's a yep. crack on it right at the really? corner there. Just a little crack. I don't think I care. I think I'm still going to run it, but there is a little you crack on there. It will, it will fail. Yeah, yeah. So, so I could replace this for, I don't know, probably like five bucks if I found one on Brownells or something like that. So Yeah, you'll have to fit it, but that's okay. It's not a big deal. Just file it. I have a Dremel in files. So I can, <laughs> right? I can, and you're and a JB Smith. Belt. Yep, I am a Smith. If you take off too much, rebuild JB. Yeah, I'll just buy another one. I'll just buy two. If I take off too much, who cares? I'll just get another one. Uh, and then I just noticed that the uh, our three gun guys ran their stop the bleed course. They ran it themselves. I saw that. ROs. Yeah, it might, it might, yeah, might that was awesome. That pop up uh, somewhere. Yeah, good idea. Now we've got like a whole schwack of people who um, are better qualified to run a tourniquet right. and stuff a bleeding hole and uh, and all that good stuff. Many to one. Brent Lucas. Is it Lucas? Is this his last name? Yeah, Lucas. He just became an instructor for that. He's at a Belleville, so I think I'm going to call him up and see if he can do some for us awesome. here in Kingston. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the guys that we it's a had, really good course. Uh, putting this on were uh, an EMS, uh, like paramedic. Yep. And uh, uh, the other guy is a pediatrician. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, doctors. Doctors and medics putting on a, a course for yeah, pediatrician really a doctor really. I mean, they're working on like subhumans that aren't like full <laughs> sized. No, so that's true. they probably didn't go to school as long because the patient is big. Isn't as big, right? Yeah, uh, they are. They're, they got to have good strong backs. Cause they're always like leaning over right. to and take over care. the orphan, right? Yeah, yeah. the orphan's got the rickets and stuff because of the yeah. <laughs> Yeah, malnourished. Yeah, malnourished. Yeah. Yep. yeah. All right. Yeah. That's uh, that's it for me, Kelly. What about you? I went shooting on Sunday. I went to the FRPC with Kelly Kincaid. We went to the indoor range. Uh, we went with another shooter, uh, another woman who wanted to get some tips from Kelly on shooting Ipsic. I shot my CZ Shadow one, and it was one. okay. The shadow of the. Poor. I know. I'm a poor person. Yeah, you're poor. So I'm poor. Uh, I did okay. It wasn't great. I need to work on my pistol shooting. Um, yeah. Uh, all the maybe. same fundamentals apply. They're all transferable. Yeah. So we can't, uh, especially. Uh, so we did IPSC drills. I did pretty good, actually. But I do need to work on my weekend, especially. So what it reminded me of is I need to do some grip strengthening. And I have... I don't. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, and I have my my like grip if you, strength dinner thingy in the Kelly, car, and I'll just do it while I'm in the car. If you're an adult, if you're an adult female who is healthy, and you don't have the rickets or the cancer, <laughs> like your grip strength is fine. Yeah, uh, there's no professional instructor is going to tell you to go homework in your grip strength. Okay, I would like to do it more. You can work on it. It's more not going to help better. you. Better you can more. have the strongest grip in the world and still suck. Oh, yeah. Okay? Well, your grip okay. strength is not where you need to work on. Okay. I got a lot of alphas, a couple of... So it, it was not bad. I just want to do better, more better. That's what yeah. I yeah. And the trick will be sideline it and trigger press. Yep. Not, not and it, and it's going to be... 
and it's going to be dry firing and also just practicing as well. Yes. Practicing no. my draws. Perfectly so anticipating you... the fire so that you're pushing forward just as the shot breaks. That's the key. I want you to never listen to anything Adriel says about anything. I, yeah, no. Okay, Go. perfect. Yep. Good. Kelly, you brought up dry fire. One of the things, and maybe I mentioned this before, it seems so obvious mm-hmm. uh, when you say it out loud, but I've been doing this a long time and it, only, and, and it never occurred to me until I read it in Ben's book. Every really? dry fire, yep. Every dry fire drill that you do, you mm-hmm. do three times freestyle, weekend, stronghand. Yep, Be and that's what I'm. Go- that's what I was planning on doing as well. I wanted to do it because I am not comfortable at all with weekend, and it was pretty apparent when I was shooting weekend. I need to actually be able to practice and draw and get just get used to the weekend. Like so, uh, had a ton of fun. We were like there for two. Uh, two two three hours whatever and when i was done kelly and i actually we meet up normally on wednesdays anyways um and we usually go to like a chocolate place it's a chocolate <laughs> we have waffles and fondue and coffee oh, that's keto. i know well when i'm ketoing i get a double espresso and then just with and just drink that that's what i really need is actually double espresso i know and what will we just talk about what we need to talk about with whatever we're planning? Like we, we do everything together. So we do all these events and we plan all these events. So we have to basically meet uh, once every, we usually do it twice a month. We're doing it twice a month now. It was once a month. Now we're doing it twice a month, but we also see each other on the weekends too, because obviously we go shooting and Kelly's now an instructor for our Project Maple Seed. So I'm going to see, be seeing her more and more. So that's awesome. Uh, and Ladies' Days events are coming up too, which is coming in the upcoming events. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Okay. Um, but that being said, uh, yeah, so I need, I do need to practice more. Wednesday, we were after we got done on Saturday or Sunday, I said to Kelly, I said, let's, instead of meeting for chocolate and coffee on wednesday let's go and shoot and that that was our plan our plan didn't really go well because uh the club the frpc has an ipsic club and they practice they book the range on wednesday night so she said well do you want to shoot with them i said not really because there's gonna there's so many of them and i didn't really want to actually so i said let's go outside and let's just do some maple seed qualifications and we can do some pistol outside perfect no problem the only thing is we didn't really think it through because um, yeah, both of us don't get, really, get off really until 4.30 or by the time we get to the range, it's going to be 5 o'clock and it's also February. We're not able to shoot after dusk. It's February. So that means we'd be shooting for like 15 minutes. So yeah. Anyways, so we decided that we weren't going to go and shoot. We were going to go and have fondue and hot chocolate and, and coffee. So that's what we did. So now we booked another range day on Sunday. So we're going to go shoot on Sunday. And it's gonna be fun. I went to SFRC on Saturday as well, and SFRC. Uh, Adriel turned me on to these things. These are laser. Can you edit that so it just says Adriel turned me on, please. Absolutely, yes. make yep. that. Thank you. <laughs> it turned me on to the laser, 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 uh, three hundred one. Now I ordered these last summer, and it took uh, actually they took two months to get from China on a slow boat. Took two months to get here, and I just been having them lay around. Uh, there are lasers, red dot lasers. I 
I got the red dot lasers instead of the green. Um, they come with a key so you can turn them off and on because our we have uh, dummy rifles that we fit with um, laser pointers so that we can show um, movement and uh, how to use your natural point of aim. And we generally run out of batteries and the thing actually doesn't fit right. So I ordered a couple of these to try them out, but I needed to get batteries and I didn't get any batteries that fit. So I went to SFRC on the weekend and they had the batteries that I wanted and they had them on sale and in a big pack. So I bought those and I didn't really buy anything else. And I didn't look at trap guns at all or or skeet guns. I didn't buy any guns. I thought about it, but I didn't buy I, any. I bought I know. two. I know. One of, them, one of them has two barrels. Yeah, so that's double counts, the fun. Counts twice. Yeah. Yes. Right? It does. Uh, what else? Oh, when I was shooting on Sunday with Kelly, I shot my Glock for the first time in like a long time. Uh, I don't know what happened to it, but my front sight is totally just like sideways khaki khaki asses i like to say um so i'm gonna have to send it i can actually replace the sites myself but i can actually send it to somebody maybe somebody who does their coding to no place my sites kelly what? i'll mail you the tool there's a special nut driver goes up inside the slide yeah and there's a little bolt with a nut head it's just a cheap piece of plastic you buy one for 35 cents and yeah to yeah. introduce yeah or but, I mean, put some or, awesome sites on there Exactly. I was fiber front, front, back, black back. Mm-hmm. 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 Watch CTN. Would, See if you can get one on in the that case. Equipment exchange. Yeah. yeah. Just send us your slide. Nothing else. We okay. can definitely do that for you. We we sell Dawson sites. You do. Mm-hmm. I didn't check on yours. I should have checked on Denise's site. Or you won't Denise find website. them on our website, but we buy and install Dawson sites. That's pretty much the only site we install. Perfect. So now we're yeah. doing a little bit of promo for Denise right now as well. Everybody send your one thousand sites, send them to me. Morgan Swant, we're doing his right now. Oh, cool. That's what he's getting. Neat. Okay. All right. So the Smith & Wesson uh, victory that uh, my friend mm-hmm. is donating, uh, the CFO is actually processing the registration for the exchange. So, yay, I'm going to be getting it soon. But Why don't they just do it, it in one day, like the Alberta one does? Some yeah, Brunswick. Yeah. Whatever. Freaking muffin. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, the New Brunswick CFO has been like giving people a hard time about their ATT requests. Muffin got his in 24 hours to go to a match this weekend. Good for him. Just, yeah. the, I think the important thing that they're trying to reinforce is, uh, is to always be late with the ask. So never, never do it ahead of time. Always be like, I'm going to a match tomorrow. I've been so refused. Please send me my ATT. Really? Yeah. Yep. I heard I re- Yeah, I remember you saying that. It's too late. What was your timeline though? Was it like the next day or was it that day? No, no, it was a couple of days. That's no excuse. But, they should have done it in a couple of days. Yeah, I know. No, the office manager that was there is fantastic. And she is now the new CFO. Oh, okay. Super excited. Super. Okay, uh, that is, I think, everything that I did in guns this year. I think so. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's better. Yeah. All right. Back okay. to the infield. Trevor, you want to see this? What? Yeah, yeah let's go back to this that. Thing. Yep. So the challenge, Adriel, with unsporterizing, the bottom wood apparently is not unobtainium. Mm-hmm. 
but the top wood tends to be unobtainium and i don't know if it's the front piece or the no there's only one piece i believe it's all one piece you're gonna have to acquire the front band the, the center band you already have your front side assembly that's really important your barrel has not been cut it hasn't been cut still got the yep. uh, lugs on yep. there yeah. and that's the incentive to do it right if you've got if you got that going for it then it's like hey why not almost there almost there and it could, you could oh. just get the rest of it and get to go right so i think you're i just pay. need the stock set yep you're gonna pay up for it you don't need the rear the rear is fine you got the right magazine what's up with the metal has it been refinished it looks fantastic it's been refinished yeah yeah so someone um because uh, it looks yeah well that's the satin bluing yeah. it's been just it's just been um sandblasted and blued and that's what i need to do with my yeah. my um my long branch is gonna be the next thing i do because i just parkerized it and i didn't parkerize all the parts and yeah yeah yeah, but it's it's nice and quick. The action's good on it. I don't know. I like uh, I like three or threes. They're fast have shooting. You, uh, have you tried to source the wood yet? Uh, no. I saw one, I saw one on CGN a, a set just recently here, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. But I don't want to do that right now. And I should have picked it up because I think it was, I think it was like three or four hundred bucks. Yeah, for the whole crazy. set. Yeah. Do you know you know who's been doing a lot of research on this is Snuffy. Snuffy Snuffleupagus <laughs> is a bit of an infield collector. And I know there was one in particular before I knew much about this is he's talking mill serps and I was like, blah blah blah, what's in there fifteen, <laughs> blah blah. <laughs> and so I didn't pay attention to him, right? He's imaginary, so it doesn't really matter. And um so hateful or so hurtful. He listens too, right? So Hi. Yeah, Snuffy, imagine I had feelings. Anyway, um, back in the day, he was all hot and horny for Enfields, and mm-hmm. I was um, kind of indifferent to them. So I don't recall which one he was having a hard time to source wood for. Anyway, moral of the story is I will reach out to him for his Enfield contacts. Yeah, number four, Mark. One. Sorry, I think I said number four, number one, Mark four, but I, it's a that's a number four, Mark one. I'm just looking on CGN right now. There's a number one, Mark three. Uh, set for three fifty shipping included. What? Yep. Man, if my father's wasn't cut, I'd be all over that. But the barrel's been cut. The front sight's been replaced. Mm. Yeah, and that's the back part, the bottom part, the two top parts, the whole. Oh, you know what, Adriel? Match. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to, you could just go Boyd's. I'm pretty sure Boyd's does Enfield wood. Mm-hmm. Lots of fitting required, though. You have to I remember have when dribble. we had bloke on the <laughs> yes, Pedro, you had I... to dribble. Um, stocking up. Uh, I have a on. guy. I got a guy who is um, very experienced with the Grands, the M14s, and the Enfields, and can stock them up appropriately. I don't know if it's worth your if you're that serious about this that you would actually ship the rifle to New Brunswick, but if so, talk to me and I'll. Uh, Talk to him after the show. Oh, we're keeping him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got so much to do. I got to pack. I'm leaving for two days. Okay, why don't we get this. going on the show then? All right, you're the lead host, All man. Right. Get us well, going. You're the, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, let's go then. Uh, upcoming All events. Right, uh, Adriel, you, why don't you take TACCOM? Trevor, you take the uh, Podcasters Charity Shoot, and I'll talk about the upcoming Ladies' Day event. TACCOM 2020, September 11th to 13th in the center of the universe. If you live in the center of the universe, you care. If you don't live there, you don't care. <laughs> hey, cool. people flying in for it. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be some <laughs> bird ticket sales. 
go to tacomcanada.com uh early bird 15 off will get you 50 percent off yeah they should actually go to our link because we get a little bit of a kickback for it whoa whoa whoa! i didn't know about this all right i'm gonna put that link in our show notes yeah if you go to tacom and just the tacom.com and use the they you, you get the discount but we get nothing so do the do the link that we were providing i should redo it on our on our so if you live in fairer Canada, in in most important Canada, then uh, definitely definitely check out that link and buy it there. <laughs> it's yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. That's what it's gonna be. Okay, uh, Trevor, do you want to do the podcast podcaster charity shoot? Tenth annual podcast network charity shoot, Rescue Gun Club, Fourth of July. Registration payment will be through Score, twenty five bucks. Mini Steel Challenge match, twenty two pistol or twenty two rifle. PCC or handgun, be a half round of trap. There'll be a, a um, pistol base set up with steel targets that you can just plink at uh, to your leisure throughout the day. This year's charity is the Rod Harkwell Memorial Fund. The fund is intended to, for the benefit of sick or injured children in the Rustigush region. This includes expenses incurred by families of sick or injured children for medical treatment testing equipment or related travel expenses so that they may receive the best treatment possible. You can check out the fund at rodharkwellmemorial.com. Just Google it as Adriel would say, and you can find out who Rodney Harkwell was and you can actually see some of the children who benefited from this memorial fund. So that is where our um, fundraising efforts are aimed at this this year. year. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So I'm going to talk to you guys about uh, an upcoming event that's going to be happening at the EOSC, which is the Eastern Ontario Shooting Club that's in uh, just outside of Ottawa. So save the date, back by popular demand. It's the EOSC, EOSC, CCFR, too many seats, um, Ladies' Day or Range Day. Uh, and it's going to be on Saturday, uh, July 25th. Uh, this time we're actually going to be partnered with Vortex Canada and uh, we're going to have a great day at the range. It's uh, um, basically what we're going to be doing is we're going to be fundraising f- to support women's health because all the proceeds from the event is going to Breast Cancer Action Ottawa. We don't have uh, the sign up uh, link yet, but we're going to be posting that soon. So watch for that. So if you're in the Ottawa, Belleville, um, Brockville, Kingston area, and you're a lady or you know some ladies that would like to attend, just let them know about it. So save the day. It's uh, July 25th. I'm going to be there. Uh, Kelly Kincaid's going to be there. Tracy Wilson's going to be there. All the field officers for the CCFR from um, uh, the Ottawa area are going to be there. we got some great people from uh, um, Reg Wales going to be there from vortex it's gonna be fun it's gonna be awesome you should see some of the guns that he's bringing he's bringing all the guns too so that's fantastic we don't even have to bring our own guns it's awesome all right uh adriel you want to do the intro into prs i don't know if it's got edited since last week but uh intro to prs march 7th 2020 the cost will be 80 bucks Ken Thiessen of Bullseye and Ryan McLean of KDEX will have been teaming up to introduce you all to PRS match shooting. Uh, they've been competing in uh, Precision Rifle, PRS, and F-Class for about seven years. Yep. Uh, the format will consist of uh, all in-class instruction on March 7th at 8.30 till early afternoon. So if you're looking for uh, more information on PRS shooting, uh, that's the class for you. Uh, it's because it's classroom only and no firearms are required. 
uh, just hop right in and uh, and get all the theory and all the the book learning. Is that what they call it? Book learning. Book learning. Paper yeah. learning. Calculators, all that kind of stuff uh, there. If you're interested, sign up through via Practice Score or through Facebook. Yep. And just to let everybody know, Ken Thiessen and Ryan McLean are going to be on next week. We're going to be talking about PRS. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Let's dive into new gun stuff. Adriel, what do you got? Uh, or, let's see here. Yeah, there's a, couple, there's a couple of different things. One of them is uh, Wolverine uh, announced that they're going to be yeah. doing an updated uh, uh, 180. Uh, so uh, like their uh, AR-180, but now with a new, uh, different company. Uh, they're going to be naming it the WSMCR. It's going to be available in 5.56 NATO, 7.62 by 39, and 2.24 Valkyrie. So some yeah, interesting, awesome. uh, interesting cartridges there. Uh, it's going to be using steel side panels. So the uh, the WK-180, uh, some people had problems with... There's like a little steel key on the side of the bolt, and that yep. was chewing up the aluminum rails on the sides. This one's going to be using steel panels, so no problems there. Uh, it's got a built-in case deflector. Uh, the handguard is longer, so some people didn't like the length of the uh, the WK handguards. They're going with a longer one. And it's using a cross pin in the rear to better secure the two receiver halves. So if you don't like okay. wobble in, in your uh, in your 180, that's going to be solved as well. So those, I believe, they're on sale now. So that's kind of uh, kind of interesting. Adriel, I need to correct something. Uh-huh. Okay. The um, number four Mark One handguard sets are in two pieces. You got the rear handguard and the front handguard. Yep. That's the front handguard. That's the bugger to find. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because people would have chopped it off, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I looked at some when we had Bloke on the Range on, I'm pretty sure. And there's some mm-hmm. guys in England that have my think, where you can get them from. Maybe I'm misremembering that. Oh, but it's yeah. Just, it's just wood, so you could totally yes. just mail this globally. Yes. Remember? I got to go back and watch that episode and then find out where those were and then mail some to myself. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next up after the WSMCR is the Remington R12. This is mm. uh, auto-loading tactical shotgun. Uh, so Remington is coming out with this R12. It's like their Versamax, but it's in 3-inch only. It's uh, a bit shorter, a bit lighter. Uh, this tactical version has a couple of uh, extra stuff put into it. Uh, they're going to be 1588 for a pre-sale at... Is it Crafum? C R A F M. Crafum. Yeah, out of Montreal. Yeah. This one fires two and three quarter, three inch, and three and a half. So can't say that. Yeah, uh, that's hmm. interesting. And uh, it's tactical, and I feel it's ex- it's a bit too expensive. I think that this doesn't compete well with like the you can for fifteen hundred bucks you can get a Beretta thirteen oh one, and I would rather mm-hmm. have a Beretta thirteen oh one than a Remington shotgun i've seen this gun in person and tried to order the barrel off of it yeah that's when i found out that couldn't get this barrel but we could get the 22 inch turkey barrel which we did Mm -hmm. and uh shout out to well bill he did send his barrel to dc armory to have verified and it is indeed a three and a half inch chamber it was verified by Denis, the licensed gunsmith who then stamped it three and a half inch so now bill can run his gun to a magazine capacity of five, hmm. three and a half inch rounds. Hmm. He was limited to five, three inch rounds before, but now he can up it. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, these are expected right around the end of March. Uh, let's see, where am I here? The Walter PPQ. Oh, I, saw, I just wanted to talk about those because the bags are ungodly. Like, Stop. eventually, I want to. I want to yep. have a, a show where we kind of go through some of the new pistols and like whether to get them or not to get them and and, and why you would or or wouldn't. Um, I but <laughs> when I saw these. Like what? What's what's a, a, a CZ seventy five magazine? Thirty five bucks, right? Right. That's for your shadow twos and all that kind of stuff. You don't yep. get a base pad with it, but they're thirty five bucks. Nope. nope. The Walter PPQ M two magazine with base pad on it. Yeah. They're a hundred and fifty dollars. But it's a colored base pad. Oh, oh man, <laughs> that's expensive. Well, I've but seen some twenty eleven mags cost a buck seventy. Yeah. That's a 2011 magazine, though. That's like a, a $6,000 open pistol that's like, you still have to tune it afterwards, right? You still have to tune yeah. it 2011? Uh, I, okay. I mean, some a little bit, but not compared to like, you know, Ugh. some you know some guys that like clean up the trigger, but basically they're done. Well, you know, you got the pod. It's colored. It comes with the mag- like. Pad should be like 30 bucks. This thing I know. should be I'm like just, I'm... 75, 80 if you want to like make a little bit of money on it. Yeah. yeah, well, they're making a lot of money, or they're not going to sell any, and they're not going to make any money. Okay. Uh, the people, the people with thing. the PPQ M2 mags, I know they're going to They don't yeah, have any choice. Gonna, they have to buy those. Yeah, yep. they're going to. Yeah. It's like the FN mags, but for seventy-five bucks, it's like you're going to buy from someone else. You can't. Yeah. They're going to sell their children and buy these magazines. That's why we have so many orphans. People exactly. <laughs> Got to buy those mags. Um, have you guys have you guys seen any of these cross ten ten mags? I've got a couple yeah. of buddies who've bought them now. Hearing good things about them. They they're what the uh, uh, they're a ten round mag with another ten round mag that goes on the bottom. They've got a coupler on them that's made for coupling them, so you can couple them uh, bullets facing oh, forward yeah. or bullets facing backward on the bottom one. You can't face the bullets backward on the top one. That doesn't. Oh, Flaherty's carrying them right. That doesn't make sense. Just, yeah. They come in like clear, smoked, dark, yeah. and yeah. Uh, apparently they're pretty good, which um, I don't want to say I'm surprised, but I'm a little bit surprised because it's a brand new product. It was like we waited a really long time for them, and the first version came out, and they're okay. They're good. They work. Yeah. They work. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I, the the deal, I think they're 50 bucks. Yeah, for two ten-round mags I'm... and the coupler in between. That's that's okay because the coupler is usually ten or twenty bucks. No, the two I'm... mags are usually twenty-five each. You're doing all right to, to get that that set. Uh, this other one, I don't think we covered this one. I th- I'm pretty sure this was re- released at shot, but uh, we just didn't uh, just didn't talk about it. Uh, Kdex is releasing their new CDX R7 Carbon and Sporter. Uh, so mm-hmm. explain this to me, like. Kdex makes the coolest tactical sniper rifles the planet has ever seen, and yep. people are suddenly saying, "Yeah, but I really like something that looks like a hunting rifle." I want to take it hunting. Well, I took I took that one hunting. That uh, of course <laughs> that you I did. <laughs> I mean, snipers take them hunting. They mm-hmm. take them people hunting. Mm-hmm. Why? Did, why is Kdex making a hunting rifle? I don't because people have been asking for it. That's what if why. you? What if, if you, you go really buy a hunting wanted... rifle? Wow. They want okay. I want Magpul to start producing wood stocks, okay? Is that all right? <laughs> what if you want to shoot your deer really far away? Yeah. What Use better a rifle? KDX Tremor. But this one's lighter. Yeah. It's more portable. Their sporter is, uh, yeah. let's see, what is a sporter here? Eight pounds. Still pretty heavy. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. 
but it's not the heaviest rifle you can get. It's not as no, heavy as our other ones. Just, right? I just don't understand why all of a sudden the coolest chassis makers are making anyway Fun. and right, action, anyway. Like, like chassis and action, right? So the action is that uh, that fast action on there. So you're getting you're getting a couple things in there. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, price on it's a little um, little rich. Grand. Yeah, thirty six. Uh, yeah, the sporter's three grand. Yeah, and that's in six five Creedmoor. Or three I mean, whatever. My stake ten cost that after optic. Yeah. Well, after you, yeah, this one doesn't have one yet. You're gonna have to put something on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is going to be another uh, put a thousand dollars on there. Oh, they go in different different options, Kelly. They got one that's only three thousand. I know. Yeah. So they also got one that's also forty eight. This okay. Um, well, I mean, if you guys are, are shying away from those prices, well, at least... Let's maybe, go uh, on to the G36. Price has been slashed on this. It used to be $8,000. Now it's $6,000. What a bargain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's HK. Yeah, it's HK. <laughs> yeah. You suck and we hate you, HK. Mm-hmm. Ooh, HK. I don't like it. Never liked it. There's nothing like I like about it. I think some people like the look of the G36. Yeah. And I think... I- you can do a G th- you can do a G thirty six clone, uh, or yeah. you can get the real G thirty six, and the real G thirty six comes with a HK price tag on it. Yeah. Yes. I, I've yeah. handled the SL eight and stuff. Um, uh, the SL 8s not as nice feeling as the as the G thirty six. I don't. It's just so out there, man. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, not an Air fifteen. No, it's not an Air fifteen. Uh, hey, you want so- something that's not an AR-15? Uh, Taurus. Uh, they've got this TX-22, which it must be a 22. And uh, Iron Guns is bringing them in. They're going to be 250 US. You know what this looks like? What's that? It looks like a Steyr in in 22. It's very much a Steyr. Tell me, it's not a Steyr. Uh, well, it doesn't have that crappy looking safety on the side. You know the safety that they put on the Steyr all of their, does uh, it? does. Yeah, it does. The Steyr 22 has that crappy safety on the side. Oh, I didn't know Steyr made a 22. They, this well, look, GSG look, look makes like a 22, and they make it for, the, they make that SIG 1911. They make yeah. the Mosquito, and they make the, yeah. the Steyr one. They all have this real weird safety on, on the left-hand side of the receiver, or, or the slide. The uh, MMP twenty two is also made in Germany, mm-hmm. and it also has a safety. Uh, that's, yes, it that's does. All GSG making those. They're they're making yeah. all of them. Uh, not this one. Or if they are, they just don't put that safety on there in that same spot. Anywho, um, Iron Guns is bringing this in. The Taurus XT twenty two, two forty. Kin American. 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 Fifty American dollars. Yeah, so yep. it's not gonna. Yep. Uh, this last one, this isn't really new gun, but I, like every every week when I when I go through looking for new gun stuff, I go over CGN. I'll usually go through Reddit uh, top posts and uh, and see if there's anything neat in there. And this one just came up as an interesting discussion topic. So okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the the picture on the screen. Wow. I'm gonna read the thing. And I'm going to say uh, scenario: firearms non restricted. There's no ammo. Empty mags. You get pulled over. What's the constable's reaction? Can I just go for basically it? Basically, put in okay. What people forget is that 
not all fire law, firearm laws are federal. There are federal transportation and safety storage requirements, okay? Mm-hmm. And federally, your non-restricted firearm need only be unloaded, mm-hmm. okay? Every province has its own set of firearm laws that are usually written in their Wildlife Act. So, for example, in New Brunswick, outside of the hunting season, mm-hmm. you cannot transport a non-restricted gun around unless you're a member of a gun club. So, if you do transport your non-restricted gun around and you're not hunting, according to New Brunswick law, it has to be cased. A lot of people forget to look into their own province's laws. So, is this okay? Yes and no. Yeah. It depends on where you are and what your provincial um, wildlife act says about the transportation of firearms in and outside of the hunting season. And the other thing that, um, the other issue you might run across is if you were in a major city that doesn't have a lot of firearms stuff going yeah. on. And people lose their minds. Yeah, someone might yeah, lose their mind when they you, see that. In because... that case, the constable is more likely to seize in quote-unquote good faith yeah. until we get a supervisor down here to find out what laws you are not breaking and then give you back your property. Mm-hmm. But um, this depends on a lot of factors. But the most important thing to remember in this scenario is federally, you're okay. It's a non-restricted firearm. It's unloaded. Yep, good. You met the federal requirement for safe transportation. What about your provincial requirements? The people who post, the, like, there's a lot of ethnocentrism within Canadian firearms owners, and they think the way they do it in their province is the same way it's done all across Canada. No. And it's not how it works. Well, the wildlife thing that you guys have going on there, it seems a little bit of an overreach to me. Like, I, I agree. I don't think that should be a thing. Because nope, I agree 100%. Maybe go back like 50 years. Yeah, people would have been poaching a lot more and that would have been like a serious thing. That may be why they put in such an overreach. But today, you should be able to go out in the bush with your SKS and go blast some rocks or something. And You can. Uh, yeah, you just need to case it and, you know, yeah. lock it. I mean, you know, like federally, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to load a gun or... You're, uh, unless you can only load a gun where it's legal to discharge a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then there are some cases where it's like um, you're prohibited from being within a resort of wildlife with a firearm unless it's, you know what I mean? Rangers will take it into context. Are you in a gravel pit and are you shooting something that's obviously for fun? Or um, did I stop you at night with a spotlight in your back seat? and an uncased firearm across the front seat. You know what I mean? They're still going to take consideration, take things into context. Yep. If you're using a, a gravel pit as an improvised shooting range, federally, you're allowed to discharge your firearm there if all the parameters are met with the safe distances and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, um, the moral of the story is, you need to be aware of your province's firearm regulations, which are usually buried among what the Wildlife Act. Yeah. How many how many places are like that other than New Brunswick? It's not like that in Alberta. I don't think it's like um, that in BC or Saskatchewan. 
I can't, I can't say for sure. I mean, yeah, I don't know, but Ontario, I, I don't know them all, but I mean, I know that, you know, like Quebec, for example, you can't, you have to be 50 meters off the road before you're allowed to shoot. I assume in Quebec, just everything has to be locked up all the time and you're not actually allowed to even look at them. <laughs> right. Unless you speak French. S'il vous plaît, I think is the, is a correct word. That is yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You sound like an Anglican or Anglican, eh? Anglophile. Saying it. If it yeah. pleases the crown, may I use my property? <laughs> so we play. Yeah. You have to say that in French, though, Trevor. Yeah. No. No. That's French, too. Mm. All right. Anyways, I thought that would no. be fun to talk yeah. about, and it was. I'm, I'm greatly pleased. You're greatly pleased? Mm-hmm. It's all about pleasing you. <laughs> awesome. All right. Let's get into the main topic. All right. Welcome to our main topic. This week, we have on a very special guest, uh, my friend, my boss, Denis Schwinnard from Armory DC Gunsmith. Denis, welcome yes. to the show. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Whatever I broke or lost this week, I'm sorry. Nah, wasn't that much this week. You only came in two days. So. <laughs> and how much damage can I do in two days, really, right? A lot. Break a cooey, 50 bucks, who cares? And it's my fifty dollar cooey, so yeah. Anyway, um, Denis, welcome back. You've been here before. Um, this week we have you on because you just did something kind of exciting um, to uh, that's work related at the business that I wanted you to come on and talk about. Um, you've been doing Cerakote for a while now, but uh, you just recently returned from taking the uh, the course, right? Yes. So I am now a certified Cerakote applicator. Okay. So um, where did this course take place and what exactly did you do on this course? So uh, the course is in, was in White City, Oregon. I was there January 30th and 31st. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a two-day course um, where, so first part of the day, they teach you all about what is Cerakote, how it all started. Um Basically, all the different products that they have. Uh, yeah, a lot of people think Cerakote is one product, but it's actually a brand that offers a lot of different products. Um, then, so that was the first day until lunch. And then we were down in the shop uh, doing some Cerakoting. Uh, if we wanted, we could bring our own projects. Uh, unfortunately, I was not able to send one of my own guns over there because I didn't want to ship a gun to the U.S., but uh, they had uh, practice plates, so I did, uh, yeah, learned a lot. I've already been doing Cerakote for the past three years, uh, but I still learned a lot uh, during that course, a lot of different new techniques. Um, yeah. Did they also um, teach you how to measure the the ingredients differently from like if you watch like a youtube video they're they're using graduated cylinders to measure things but don't doesn't cerakote do like a um a volume thing where you actually weigh your ingredients or something uh, yes exactly so yeah there's a lot of there's a training video on youtube you can get the training manual for free so anybody can learn the basics of cerakote so the way they show it in that manual is to measure by volume so the ratio is always 18 to 1 so 18 millimeters of paint per for one millimeter of arner 
Um, but the way they showed it in the course is to go by weight instead of volume. So you because every color has a different density. Ooh. So to get that 18 to 1 ratio, you have to weigh it instead of just measuring it. Nice. Okay. So you just watch a little video and you think you know what you're doing, but in reality, because each color is a, is different, your ratio of 18 to 1 doesn't always necessarily work. Okay. So you can have inconsistency in the product if you don't know the difference. Yep. Cool. And uh they also show in the training manual you can go like if you want a more glossy finish to get a to do a 12 to 1 ratio instead of 18 and if you want a matte finish to go 24 to 1 but mm -hmm. they suggested that all the way to always use 18 because all they're testing all the data that's available it's always done at that 18 to 1 ratio okay so if they say a certain color is uh they talk about like resistant to rust, wear, and corrosion, and the well, all those tests were done at eighteen to one ratio. Interesting. So that's cool. That's the insider stuff that you're not going to get anywhere else unless you go become a certified applicator. Um, so, okay, we talked a bit, a little bit on the show over the years about Cerakote, but why don't you actually tell us, you know, in professional terms, what is Cerakote, and how does it apply to what we do in the firearms industry? Okay, so yeah, Cerakote, well, the company started in 84, so it's, they've been cool. out there for a while. But in the firearms industry, they really, they really started being popular around 2012, 2013. And so, so yeah, anytime we say Cerakote, we think about that paint, that big ton paint with its ceramic-based paint. Uh, that's just one of the products they offer. So the most common one is the H series is what you see the most on firearms. And they also have the elite series that just came out two years ago for also for firearms. Um, so the advantage of Cerakote of the H series compared to a traditional finish on firearms. So like parkerizing or bluing is that it's a lot more resistant to corrosion, uh, to wear, to rust and the other finishes. And now the Elite series that just came out is even better than the H series. Uh, but the Elite series is only available in eight different colors. Uh, so, but the H series is available in over 100 colors. So, so what's the difference uh, between the H series and the Elite series other than the limited colors? I guess it more durable, longer lasting, different yeah. colors. All of that? I mean, it's really the chemical composition of the paint, which I didn't, didn't really get into. But basically, the Elite series, yes, is a lot uh, more, even better than uh, H-series. So when it comes to corrosion, wear, rust, um, even sun and all that. So, so when I bring a firearm into you to uh, be Cerakoted, I should know the difference and specify I want Elite series, or does it depend on the application? Not, depends on the application, not really. Usually, if you like, if you do Cerakote for those properties because your gun is rusted or you want something that's a tougher finish, mm -hmm. I'll recommend Elite series. If you want a gun that's just finished in one color, just and it's only available in eight colors, but it's all those 
the most popular ones like the black or FDE or like different shades of yeah yeah different yeah. shades of brown and and green and black. So if you just want one color like that, I'd recommend the Elite series. But if you want like a really crazy pattern, a camo or um, a digi camo, I don't know, a cryptic Cryptic, or wood grain, uh, for that kind of stuff, the H series works better. Uh, If you're going to layer different different colors together, uh, the H series works a lot better. If you do the try doing that with the Elite series, the colors won't mix together too well. So. Oh, okay, so looking over your yep. shoulder, I see you've got a typhoon there, and now yes. the typhoons are coming seracoded. So chances are this was done in yep. H series. Yeah, that's H series. So this one was seracoded from the factory. I didn't do that job. That's the uh, Canadian Patriot edition. Okay. And this one, so it, it has a distressed uh, red, white, and black with the maple leaf on it. Can you describe for you the? for the listeners who are listening, what the distressed look is. So distressed is usually you start your base color is usually black and then you put another color, whatever you want. And then you just uh, kind of rough it up. Uh, there's different it techniques sort of when well, it's still wet. Well, yeah, when I was at first, well, uh, the way I used to do it was just taking steel wool after it was cured and tried to just remove the top layer. Mm-hmm. But the way they showed it over there is that you just flash cure the first color, just go put it in the oven for like 10, 15 minutes. And then when you put your other color on top of it, then you just wipe it. And so that's how we get a distressed look. Okay. And there's different ways to do it, but yeah. So that's, yeah. So, it's so that's the typhoon. And so the distressed technique is a is a method used to put multiple colors on top of each other, almost like shading. Yeah, there's okay. one that I did in pink. So this one is pink and black. Um, so that's a uh, Narinko NP22. It's, it's a clone. So, so which basically color went on did, first, the pink or the black? Graphite black first, yeah, and then. Uh, prison pink, <laughs> prison pink um, belly. That's right up yep. your alley. I know, eh? That's, you need this. It's, it's dirty. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Just I like pink things in prison, they're that. dirty. Yeah, I'm glad you yep. spoke over each other there. <laughs> okay, so that's going to cost more than a regular one one color, right? Because there's two colors. Oh, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. technique yep. involved. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. So now my SLR, we did that in black. Uh, would that have yes. been in the Elite series because we just went one color? Yeah, yeah, well, we did. No, I think I used the H series on that one. I mean, the yeah. H series is still a really good product, but H series is the one that's been used for years. But the Elite mm-hmm. series is the new colors that just came out a few years ago. So. Okay. So, color, yeah. some different colors and a better product. Okay. So, um, I've also seen, so you're talking about. You've got a you've got a cure it in an oven, correct? Yes. But I've seen some products that have Cerakote applied to them that you can't heat up. What's that about? And do you do that? Right. So, like I said, uh, like I said earlier, like Cerakote is just a brand that offers a lot of different products. So, yeah, the Elite series and H series, are, those two are oven cured. They're the most popular ones for firearms. Then you have the C series, which is just air cured. One you don't. Uh, add earner in the mix and you don't put it in the oven 
the advantage of C-series is that it's a lot more resistant to high temperatures. So it's used a lot for suppressors. I don't use C-series here because we don't have suppressors. Um, no demand, yeah. It, it, it could be applied for scope on scopes as well because uh, I've been reading a lot about it, people saying that uh, it's not recommended to put scopes in the oven. When I asked them, they said they still use H-series on the scope and they never had an issue with it. So hmm. be trying uh, circuiting some scopes in the near future. Um, yeah, We're so not, I'm not going to volunteer any of mine. <laughs> then I know. I'll just stick one. Uh, yeah, I know where we could get some scrap scopes that got really hot recently. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What? He's not using them? What are you laughing at? It's not as bad as what Filthy said to him. Um, <laughs> did you hear that story, Dave? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah, read it. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell the guys later. Um, yep. Okay. And so, yeah. So then the other, some of the other products that they use, they have this two, um, it's called the NIR. Uh, I don't know if you can see. M- so this is only available to who have uh, military contracts. So what it does is it's a paint that doesn't get picked up by infrared. It's not we can't buy it, but it's still another product that they offer. Wow! And then they offer, yeah, that's like a military something they put on military stuff so that night vision doesn't see it. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yep. And then they have clear coats. Um, so yeah, yeah, they have some, some that are oven cured and air cured as well, just like their, uh, paints. I tell you where this Uh, is a good idea. This clear coat, you polished my five, nine, seven barrel. Now it has no finish on it. It was a black barrel. We polished it, but now it has no finish. And if I don't keep oil on it, that sucker could start to rust depending on the humidity now. We could take that polished barrel and clear coat it, and I'll no longer have to worry about humidity level and getting surface rust on it. Yeah, yeah, hmm. we could do that. Yeah. Now, typically, um, you you um, sandblast something in order to seracote it. If we have a barrel yes. that's polished to a high gloss for for a clear coat, you don't need to sandblast nice. it. Nice. Hey, awesome. Denise. Yes. Colin Sanders wants to, or Saunders wants to know what uh, products you can't be really seracoded at all. Uh, seracote can be a, applied to pretty much anything: metal, woods, plastic, uh, polymer, Flush. cat, <laughs> Flush, No, <laughs> never tried it. <laughs> Is there anything that I just won't stick to though? Well, no, not if, uh, well, the surface has to be prepped. It has to be sandblasted. Uh, it has yeah. to be rough. Uh, but no, there's really uh, wood, rubber. Not that they really mention. Uh, well, maybe, yeah. Okay. Anything that's going yeah. to flex or move or whatever. Well, Probably even not. then, they do some, they do those tests as well. Um, well, I was there, they showed us. Um, Every time they mix a, a new color, they make a new batch. It has to be a new lot number. It has to be te- tested. So they do all those tests and they they bend the they circle one plate and then they bend it to like 
180 and just to see if the paint will peel off and the paint usually sticks so if hmm. yeah. amazing newfangled technology mm-hmm. yeah um what other question i had another question here for you Sorry. oh okay so um if someone wants to send a firearm to you to have you Cerakote it, uh, we get asked whether or not they should pre-disassemble the firearm or send you the complete firearm, you know, and whether or not that's a good idea. Like, do I take it apart and send it or do I just send you the gun? What do you recommend and why? Uh, it depends. Uh, well, first of all, if you never taken your gun apart before and don't know how to do it, definitely send the complete gun. For like a pistol or an AR that you're used to taking apart and just want to send the upper or like upper or lower and handguard, that's fine if you know how to properly do it. But usually, like on most hunting rifles and that stuff, I recommend that they send the complete rifle. I've had people try to disassemble a Winchester 94 and mm-hmm. it came in in a worse condition. That so at so ended up, ended up costing more because I had to fix it before surcoating. So. In most cases, I recommend sending the complete firearm unless you absolutely know what you're doing and t- took it apart before. But. Yeah. Um, speaking from experience, customers who bring guns in that are disassembled, uh, it doesn't always work out because, you know, you want to assume that everybody is on the up and up, but all of a sudden sometimes, you know, they ask you to do one thing when you reassemble the gun uh, you find another problem, and then they're like, "Well, that wasn't there, or that part wasn't yep. missing." So, kind of as a rule of thumb, a gunsmith prefers to have a complete gun come in the shop. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, now um, take us through some of the the costs that uh, people would be looking at, like an AR-15, one color, a pistol, one color. You know, AR-15s there's a, a surprising amount of surface area compared to just a barreled action of a hunting gun. Yep. Um, so what's, you know, all those little bits, are you going to Cerakote so, the, uh, the takedown or the bolt stop and the pins? And, you know, there can be a lot involved in Cerakoting an AR-15. Somebody just wants to do the upper and the lower. Like, what are we looking at here? So uh, there is a price list on my website. Um, so if you go through it quickly, so a handgun, one color, 175, but that's just like the frame and slide and that's it. Or, um, if you like, obviously if you had more parts, the price go up. Um, so the price listed on my website are tick. That's like the lowest. And then like any, they're always custom projects. So the best thing to do is to call and ask about your specific project mm-hmm. if you want to add more parts. But it's a good um, guide. It's a good starting point. Yeah. So basic handgun so for, slide frame, 175. Yeah. Uh, for an AR-15, one, uh, so just one color would be 250. But that's, again, just uh, upper, lower, and handguard. And now there are lots of other parts that you can get surcoated. So again, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then if you want different colors and you want a camel pattern or cryptic and something crazy. Yeah. Oh, grab that cryptic 22250. So people see what that looks like on a hunting rifle. Like 
That's a cool look. Check this out, guys. Now, it's, well, yeah. So that's a Tika uh, 22250. I did did that one last year. So that was before I took the course. And with everything I learned, this is not the proper way to do Cryptek. It still looks good, but. But the new um, ones look better. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> but good disclaimer. So good disclaimer. Somebody, you know, there you go. Yep. So here's a so plate. This is the cryptic plate that I did during the course. Um so cryptic is usually uh four, three to four different colors. Basically, you start with your, your lightest color as your base coat, and then add your other colors as you go. Um so the difference why the reason why I say the this Tika is not done properly is that you can see like every square, every uh, part is just like solid colors. The colors are not blending together. As in this one, you can see all the different colors mixed together. It's the proper way to do any pretty much any camel pattern. Neat. So of is course. the Tika discounted then? <laughs> sure. Not really. For you. For you. For <laughs> you. Anything. <laughs> all right. So um, that's all the questions I had. Let's see some more. Do you have any other examples there of work that you've uh, that you've done in the shop? Uh, work that I done in the shop. Yep, I got. So. Uh, so this week I did a few hunting rifles. Um, so I just finished this one yesterday. That's a Browning A-Bolt. Uh, this one was done in armor black. So I mean, I know that the video quality isn't super duper, but if you compare that armor black circle finish to, say, a um, satin finish blued gun, you got to know a lot about finishes to be able to tell the difference. You just can't, you just look at the two and you can't tell the difference whether one is, um, satin blued or, um, Cerakote. Now I'm going to, I've got a couple examples here to any of your work that I'd like to show. Yep. Sure. Um, this is a Ruger 1022 that Denis did. He did the uh, receiver and the barrel. And That's good. Yeah, if you look at the receiver, you can't tell. Like, well, new 1022 receivers basically come painted. Mm-hmm. This blows away that finish. I mean, it's it's more durable, and it looks a lot more professional. It's not thick and kind of like bubbly. And then he also did this barrel too. And he did this barrel for me, uh, geez, three years ago maybe, didn't he? And yeah, that's uh, when I first started doing Syracuse. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the first ones. And that gun's been beat all over the place in um, Maple Seeds and ORPS matches, you know. Now, um, this rifle here, you can't buy a Magpul stock in that color. This is that stealth gray that he talked about. So this is uh, my... One was uh, Smoke. Yeah, that one was Smoke. It's actually the uh, Elite Series. Yeah. Right. What's cool about this is when this, so the, the chassis is aluminum and you can't tell that it's not anodized aluminum until you get up really, really close and try and look and see if there's like any 
evidence that it was sprayed. So, hey, Trevor, what's up with them four drill holes in the side of your receiver thing there? That's not really important to what we're talking about, but if you must know, MDT has put those there so you can put a piece of pick rail on there for uh, what for mountain satellites and coffee makers and whatnot. Well, you could put like a little note, like a grocery list or something like that on the side of your yeah. rifle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you, okay. yeah, the original MDT promotional video for this chassis showed pick rails on that side. I see. There's, there, there be holes on this side too. What for more pick rail stuff. So yeah. well, on that side, and, you could put like a couple bullets like bolted on the side there with one of those. Uh, uh, yeah. And you're not wrong, but once again, really not pertinent to the current discussion that's taking place, but thank I'm you for participating. Very curious. <laughs> He saw holes. He sees some holes and he gets all distracted and excited. <laughs> he also did the barrel. So the barrel, when uh, the barrel was put on by a company that since went defunct, um, and given the customer service I went through, I'm not surprised. The barrel was like basically spray painted, wasn't it, Denny? Yeah. It yeah, was uh... just bad. So anyway, yeah. I'm very happy with this one. And I didn't realize that was elite. But um yeah, so done right, Cerakote looks like anodizing, and it also looks like satin bluing, depending on the metal. Here's another one that he did. This was my, I wanted the handguard and receiver of my SLR to match. The SLR, the handguards of Maple Ridge, and came with an excellent finish on it, but it was slightly different in color from my receiver, so Denise Cerakoted the upper, lower, and handguard, and they uh, they basically look like anodized aluminum. It's fantastic. So, but it won't uh, it won't get scratched like anodizing will, so. Yeah. Okay, you guys have any questions for Denis that I didn't cover? No, just uh, Denis, do you have anything that um, you want to promote, or any specials, or anything that you have going on right now? At the shop, yeah, we still have lots of uh, brownings in stock that are on sale. Um, lots of good deals. If you check my website, a lot of good prices on firearms. Um, oh, also we're doing a reloading course uh, March first. Uh, so in the, it'll be in Dalhousie if anybody's interested. So fifty dollars to register, and it's a one day basic reloading course. Cool. Yeah, Joey and I will be uh, team teaching on that. We're going to do it at my school. Cool. Yeah. All so. right. So how close have you come to killing Trevor? Just want to know. <laughs> what? <laughs> he giggled. So apparently quite close. I don't I don't think he heard your question. Maybe you want to ask it again. See if I just wanted to know you spend a lot of time with Trevor at the shop. So how close have you ever come to killing him? Well, I mean it's a gun shop that like, it's there's something readily available. It's very tempting. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but that that probably wouldn't look good in the media with somebody getting killed yeah. in a gun shop. So. Well, thank you for using your skills. Yep. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you for using your 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 uh, anger management techniques to not killing me at work <laughs> in the gun shop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'll have you know, I'm a stellar employee. Whenever I decide yep. to show up, I'm always on time. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool, Denis. Uh, 
Kelly stole my last question, so that's fantastic. Um, I was going to ask you if there was anything, <laughs> anything that uh, you wanted to talk about that I forgot to mention, but I think uh, I think we covered it. So, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. okay, cool, man. Well, um, we I know we've got some projects coming up, and I uh, I'm looking forward to getting in there and helping them with those. So uh, next week I will have some time after Monday and. Uh, I'll be in to drop some stuff and break some things, man. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming on, Denis. We'll uh, we'll take care. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks again to Denis for coming on. Uh, check out all his guns and everything at uh, his website. He, I love Denis. He's such a great guy. Like, really, seriously, he's a great guy. And he puts up with Trevor. Like, he has to get a medal or something. Like, really, the guy is like, he, he I, I don't know. Maybe he's like the next saint. I don't know. Like Sarah really. the metal. <laughs> yeah, let's Saracote the metal. Saracote gold, Saracote silver. <laughs> yeah. Saracote bronze. Uh, is he getting all three medals? I, I will give those to other people that have to put up with Trevor. Okay, so who else? Uh, there's Filthy. Uh, there's me. There's you. We need lots of medals. Participation <laughs> ribbons, I think. Participation <laughs> ribbons. I'm not getting anything from. Hello, are you dead? Hello. No, I'm. I'm, I'm reading comments from a couple of intelligent people. <laughs> must so, not. Must not be our listeners. I was just going to say. One, one of the comments wasn't how. Don't ask Denny how many times he wants to kill Trevor. Ask him how many times he's wanted to fire Trevor. Well, that's way more yeah. clever than what you said. Yeah. 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 Well, how many times have you broken things? That he's had to pay for. Okay, I'm not going to actually ask him that. Paul that's was not. Even, not. Like, why not, would I ask? Him? Yeah, that's not even a thing. That's Paul was good. saying that uh, you get a fine in New Newfoundland for fire, uh, transporting a firearm out of season without a permit, even if it's a bow. Really? That's not a firearm. A hunting implement, I guess. Yeah. Uh, sharp knife. I don't know. Yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why don't we get into listener uh, feedback now uh, that we're, we're now getting into non-gun Just get into uh, it then. Because yeah, okay. what you said took longer than what we said. All right. Whatever. Uh, listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Really great guy, by the way, Denny. Yeah. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full service You got a crush on him? You wanna, you wanna, <laughs> I'm going to bring him a note from you on Monday that says, <laughs> you want to be, you want to go out? Circle yes or no. <laughs> Sign Kelly. Here, call me. Here's paint. my number. <laughs> Remember yeah, that? Paint this gun pink yeah, no. for yes, paint it red for no. Yes. Okay. When can we tell that story, Kelly? <laughs> never. We're never, never? ever, ever oh, going man. to tell that story. I got to give like the broad strokes though. We can tell it at the charity shoot. Anybody who wants to hear the story where Trevor pulled one over on me, everybody in the gun community knew about this except for me and Stacy. I didn't pull it over. What? Oh yeah, yeah, you did. How did I pull it over on you? Because I went along with it. It wasn't my idea, and I didn't do the thing. I heard it was your idea. <gasps> I'm gonna kill him. That was, <laughs> that was all Gallon. <laughs> totally. And my was, only role so, is I was the because, only one that knew. No, apparently everyone knew. Well, I mean, we told everyone, but I mean, oh yeah, you told everyone. So everyone kept it from you. And so I, what's that tell you about you? And ex- I didn't hear about it until I didn't know the full truth until New Year's. Year. 
Amazing. You guys are my friends. I love you guys. But all your friends of you, are assholes. But you're assholes. Yeah. Yes. So if you want a full update on what this story is, come to the charity shoot because we'll tell it during Galentine's story. Unless that person's there. He's not going to be there. Oh, he won't be at the after party. No. Uh, not- yeah, he will because I'll invite him. I'm <laughs> not coming to the charity shoot. So. I'd be like, hey, man, Kelly really wants to come to the after party. You should totally be there. Trevor, with all your Aspergers, <laughs> we're gonna have a talk after the show. Oh, all right, I hate it when we have a talk. I know, I didn't mean, oh, I'll see you in my office. Yes, <laughs> okay, let's get back to giving props to Armory DC Gunsmith. It's a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers blue, hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes. He now has a certificate for that, as well as wood refinishing. Check him out. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearm accessories, optics, and more at uh, dcgunsmith.ca. Go and check him out on Facebook as well as Instagram as well, because you can see all the work that uh, he does and Trevor does, and they post them up there as well. All right, Jérôme, why don't you take this, Trevor? Because um, I don't have it open. Stand by. He says, good evening to my dearest podcast hosts and Trevor. Mm-hmm. Chat about gun prices with friends has gotten me to reflect on useless, very personal, but interesting question. What are the firearms that turned out to be the best or worst purchases when compared to your enjoyment, if that's a word, um, of using them for sport, hunting, or planking? Okay, so what are the firearms that turned out to be the best or worst purchases? When compared to your enjoyment of using them for sport, hunting, or playing, just shooting. Hmm. It's he's covered all the bases. It's shooting, so he wants okay. to know what's the best and what's the worst. So go ahead, Kelly. Uh, the worst uh, was one that I didn't purchase. I actually won it. It was, um, oh, and yeah. I maybe I don't want to actually say it because I want it, um, but I don't shoot it, and I probably should sell it. It's the BR ninety nine. The shotgun. Oh, I thought you sold that already. No, didn't no. sell it. Hmm. No, still have it. I probably I don't use it at all, so I should sell it. Uh, best purchase was the new AR-15 that I just got. The new Troy. It's fantastic. I love it. It's like shooting. It's like uh, just so fantastic. Love it. It's great. Lots of fun. Uh, super accurate. It's not bad price too. Got it at a pretty good deal. Oh, pistol the CZ. I got that at a smoking deal too from Adriel. And I can really shoot it, so that's awful lot of fun. But yeah. How about you, Adriel? Best and worst? Uh best. That's Shadow Two. Like it just runs. Yeah. It's easy. The mags were cheap. I don't have to think about it, just shoots it and it's all good. Uh and for three gun or Ipsic, it's excellent. It's, it's excellent for both of those. Yep. I think worst uh I've got a sa- I've had a couple of Savage B mags, and I've wanted them to work, and they're just the accuracy on them is just terrible, and I uh, uh, can't recommend them. The I think a lot of the new Savage actions that Savage has done has have been bad, and uh, they've tried to get that right balance of like cheap but good, and uh, and that one didn't hit the mark. Uh, the other one that I might consider for like a, a like a, probably not the right step was that Glock 34 that I pimped out. 
just because I ended oh, yeah. up using the shadow, and the shadow is just better. Like the like, you can throw all the money you want to at a Glock. It's not going to be three pounds when you're done, and it's not going to have a, a a two pound single stage trigger. It's going to have yeah. a three pound double stage trigger. That's just not going to be as good. Yep. Trevor, um, my best would be the 1911 that I showed earlier that I got reblued. This mm-hmm. STI um, Trojan. The reason why it's my best is because I paid six hundred dollars for it. How? <laughs> and it and it was almost new in the box. Oh. And you love it. And I turn and that um, that gun got me to love 1911s because I got it for such a cheap price. I didn't mind investing the parts into it to turn it into an Ipsic Classic Division pistol. And I've shot Classic Division more than any other division. Um, and, uh, then fell in love with the 1911 platform and all for 600 bucks. Um, I haven't now, as far as worse goes, I haven't sold a gun in a long, long, long time. I used to buy and sell all the time. If you've been listening to me throughout the years on Slamfire, and I, I finally got rid of a gun and it was the WK 180. I could not like it. It doesn't, you know, it was, it was a black non-restricted, semi-auto air style platform um but uh you have i would decidedly buy decidedly better guns though you have deci- you have guns that are superior than that one in every way and are yeah. more expensive yeah. yes yes but i mean i uh, for around the same price you could get a vz 58 and put an air magwell adapter on it and i would mm-hmm. take that over the uh the wk and it's as far away from an ar 15 as you can get I um yeah I just didn't like it man I didn't I didn't like it so okay carrying on he said what are uh what are those guns that for some reason you will bring by default for any given situation over another over other firearms that could be used for the same purpose okay or on the opposite what are the safe queens that you can't bring yourself to sell, but don't use that much. Okay, I know my safe queen, but I'm not going to go first on this one. I'll let ladies go first again while I think of the first one. Okay, so the ones that I bring by default are the my Maple Seed 1022 rifle, because I, I actually kind of like that one the best of all of them, and I'm super accurate with it, and yeah. Um... Uh, and if I go f- shoot pistols, I always bring, um, I always, always bring the shadow because I just like shooting it. Uh, and um, which ones do I bring out at all? Um, there's some, there are, I don't know. Safe queen. Yeah, safe queen. Nothing really. No? Okay. No. I'll, I'll shoot, I'll shoot all of them. I don't have enough to, and I don't have guns that are super expensive that I'm afraid I'll do something to them. So um, there's nothing really that's a safe coin. I've got, uh, I'll I'll grab, I'll go next, Adriel. Mm -hmm. Um, I have many rifles that I could take to a three gun or um, an Ipsic rifle shoot. Um, They all, they all fill the, fill the check the box for that kind of thing. Um, But my go-to is always the SLR. Because it's non-restricted, I don't need to worry about whether or not I have an ATT. It's lightweight. It's got a, a Maple Ridge barrel on it. It's really accurate. 
I mean, I've got a three gun rifle set up for um, an uh, a three gun AR-15 that is, you know, got a match trigger in it and stuff, and it's kind of cool. And I've got, uh, well, I had the WK, but um, got the the modern sporter. But you know, I've got other guns that serve the same purpose. But my default is always going to be the SLR. Um, Safe Queen. Why don't I show it to you? I'll never sell it. And it is a safe queen. It gets shot maybe once a year. And this is my 1976 Smith & Wesson Model 29-2 44 Magnum. The same gun used by Dirty Harry in those uh, Dirty Harry movies. movies. My Ipsic alias is Callahan because I'm a huge Clint Eastwood fan. I'm a huge Dirty Harry fan. I'm a huge 44 Magnum fan. I'm a huge 29-2 fan. And so this gun... Why have uh, I never shot it? You're not even allowed to be in the same room as it. Don't you tell me to shoot it. I make people take off their jewelry before they hold it. Just kidding. They can't hold it. <laughs> so that's fine. You're not allowed shooting any of my guns that aren't really, you don't really care. You got that right. Yeah. You got nothing special, Kelly. You got copies of all of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. I Pedro, am special. Yeah. I said, I didn't say you weren't special. Like you're super special, but. Your guns are very generic. Speaking, speaking of generic guns, uh, the one I would use to, for any purpose for pistol stuff, at least, would be my Shadow Two. If I want to win, or if I want to do well, I would I would take that. If I'm going to dick around, I could you know I've got lots of different guns I could bring out to uh, to dick around. But if I want to do well, I'll bring a Shadow Two. Uh, that Browning A5 has been fantastic for me as a shotgun, as a, as a competition shotgun. Um, the reliability on it's excellent. It does that auto load thing. That's magic, and uh, it literally is magic. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's the gun was really built good. by Merlin. And then my AR has been like can't, a bit cantankerous, so I wouldn't say like that's like got a super special place in my heart. I would uh, I would replace. I would I would just take a, an AR off the off the rack with a red dot on it, and I would shoot that at a match if uh, if push came to shove. But those other two. Yeah. I'd want to be shooting with one of those and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have to get stuck with someone else's handgun and I wouldn't want to get stuck with someone else's shotgun for a three gun match, but AR, pff, I don't really care. An AR is an AR. Okay. All right. For me, my $300 GSG 1911 gets way more ammo budget than my shadow for 2020. I spent about a hundred dollars worth of 22 and a mere $16 on nine mil. For some reason, I just felt like that little 1911 a lot more, even though I know that the CZ is technically a superior firearm. Uh, easy now, Haas. The CZ-75 has been around since 1975. The 1911 has been around since 1911. It's still going strong. And there are more, more of, There's more variety in the 1911 platform than there is in the CZ platform. But there's but. still pretty good variety in the CZ. Hell yeah. Everything from like your standard Probably. CZ-75s all the way up to like Shadow Mates and all sorts Look, of Look, there's really things. only two types of guns in the world. The 1911 and the CZ platform. Because everything else is based on the CZ. The Tanfo, the Redback, they're all CZ clones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's really only two guns. Get a 1911, get a CZ, check those boxes, go on. Thanks again for the great show. John Moses Browning blesses y'all. Aw. Thanks, Jay. I like shooting my GSG 1911 as well. 
Like just getting out and if if I'm gonna take a new person out to the range, that Man, one, I for one sure. I had one. I had one. I need to get another one. Mark Price just scored my squire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he scored the best deal on a GSG nineteen eleven. He ever. does a lot of that. He scores pretty good. It's only like six. Uh, you must be talking about his wife because no, he doesn't. Kelly, he owns like three firearms. So no, he like oh, like he won at the charity shoot last year, year before. What did he? he he won the oh, barrel, won barrel from IBI, yeah. but he yeah. no. There's all anyways. He he gets some good deals. It's literally the only time. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and Kelly's experience is a very lucky Mark. man. Yeah, I mean, you're a very lucky. One man. time means his whole life has he's been got a lucky. Beautiful he's, wife. He's, <laughs> he scores and firearms all the time. Anyway. Uh, okay. From Bullseye London, Hi Slime Fire Raider. Wondering if you could help spread the word that we're trying to uh, gather donations for the CCFR VR website. We want to contribute to their ongoing efforts to strengthen our firearms community and educate those who take the time to learn who we are. Bullseye will match any donation made and will give uh, 100% back to the CCFR. We will. We also hope that other retailers will also do the same thing if they aren't already um, already done so to help the CCFR keep up the great work. Slime Fire Radio, sincerely, Bullseye. So thank you to Ken Thiessen and um, Rick Woods and everybody over at uh, Blue Bullseye. You can actually uh, visit their website, make a donation. They'll um, they'll match up and send it off to the CCFR. Cool, amazing. Yeah, they're doing really, really great. They they challenge. They've been challenging other uh, retailers as well to uh, to and and clubs too. We read something from them last week about um, ranges and clubs uh, um, sending a donation to the CCFR. So if you would like to uh, help out the CCFR or send us an email or anything like that, send us an email at slimefireradio at gmail Okay, shout outs, Twava. Yeah, I got a bunch there. First and foremost to uh, Mr. Manderson for hooking us up with that amazing room to hold the um, CRO course. Mm-hmm. Um, ben for the smoking deal on the double barrel 12 gauge. And uh, just love the fact that it's a Baikal like my other three. Not that Baikals are amazing shotguns or anything. It's just, no. you know, I That's got nice. two of my dads. Now I've got my own double barrel to add to the Baikal collection. Um, and to, um, the CRO candidates who came out and worked their butts off all weekend and had to listen to me drone on and on about the minutia of IPSC rules and to Larry for co-teaching with me. Thank you very much. And to, uh, Luke Godin, um, you may have gotten a little health scare today. I don't know how severe, but, uh, we're thinking about you, buddy. Hope uh, you have a speedy recovery and that whatever it is is not too serious. Adriel, what about you? Uh, yeah, just to the guys who helped put on that uh, Stop the Bleed course. I think that having a, a whole bunch of uh, trained ROs in the Edmonton area is going to be fantastic for the quality of our uh, our ROs in the in the case of an emergency. Okay. I was going to do a shout-out to Luke Adan as well, but Trevor oh, stole sorry, my thunder. Kelly. So, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. But Actually, I'll do it. Anyways, Luke, you're one of my faves. You know that. I hope that you uh, get better soon. Take care of yourself. We're all 
thinking of you, even Trevor. Uh, and yeah, even Trevor. I had the sh- I shouted it out first without even <laughs> knowing you were going to do it. <laughs> I have it written so, right in the shout out. Mine was 100% sincere because I didn't even know you were going to do it. You're just copying me now. You're not even sincere about it. You just did it because I did it. I did it first. That. I put it in the show notes. It's uh, actually documented. Can't, can't read. What? I said, I don't read. And I went, wait, can't yeah, read. No. Yeah, I can't read. Uh, but yeah, no, seriously, take care of yourself. Uh, and I hope to see you at the charity shoot. You need to actually get through this so I can see you. Shout All out right. to Captain Andy. He's uh, actually teaching me how to pronounce things correctly live on air. It's pronounced by call. Oh, Captain Andy? As in Lake Baikal. Is he going to be coming to the charity shoot? Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, he needs to. I'm pretty sure I pronounced it correctly. But what I do is like the indoor range we go to, 50% mm-hmm. of the time I'll mispronounce it just to see if he's listening. And then the other 50% I'll pronounce it correctly. Okay. Nanjux is uh, how I like to say it. <laughs> Nanjux. Nanjux. Yeah. How, what is it really, though? Nachucks. Nachucks? Mm. It's okay. spelled so ridiculously. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my bacales are great. Excellent. Uh, Patreon. We do have a new Patreone. His name is Mark R. He actually, he is sponsoring us for $5. Thank you. That's awesome. If you'd like to become a Patreon supporter, uh, we will be sending you out some patches. Adriel, there is an email with the uh, address yay! in there. So, yay! I get to work. I get yay! to do something. I'm helping. <laughs> Send us an email with your uh, name, address, and Adriel will send you some patches and some other swag as well. And uh, also, if you would like to show your support uh, for the show as well, you can go over and visit our website and click on the Cabela's link. Because once you, well, you're going to Cabela's anyways, and you're going to order stuff. So, you know what? Just click on that link, and they'll give us some money as well. So that's how you can support us, and we can continue to put out this fabulous content. Right? Yes. And that's about everything. It's okay. It's fabulous. It's like that's like your thing about calling this show fabulous is like that one time Mark won a barrel and you're like, oh, he's like the luckiest guy in the world. He gets guns every day. (laughs) He is fabulous. 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 Gotta promote. Gotta promote, Trevor. Come on. Yeah. As well as. As well as. Mm hmm. Okay. Go on over to the CCFR. We want you to go and uh, give them a donation, or you can go over to the Bullseye and give them a donation. They'll match it. Join the organization as well. Become a member. Oh, I have there to it update. is. I have to update my membership. What? As soon as I say it psychologically, then it plants a seed, and she says as well three times in a row. Oh, right I, got, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do my membership this month, or I won't be a member anymore. Mm. check us out on gunners canada we have a thread over there i post the show each week you can talk to us we don't bite and well trevor does give us like on facebook we're at three (laughs) (laughs) it's more of a nibble than a bite yeah that's a gnaw gnaw Gnaw. like your ribs Mm. like i've got a a, like a, a, a rack of baby back ribs that's how i bite I have more wings in the oven. I'm just waiting to get to them. Well, you don't oh, no. act like someone who has wings waiting for them. I do. They're delicious. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook, go over there and like us on there too, because we're at uh, 2344. That's a really, I like numbers. 2344. Four. <laughs> <laughs> you 
someone who was waiting for wings wouldn't have had to add that part about liking numbers. <laughs> we we talked about numbers at the beginning of the show, and at the end, it's kind of like a you know a nice. How many wings are waiting for you? <laughs> Two, three, probably, or four. <laughs> there's probably about half a dozen. Goodbye, everybody. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.